Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, the king of Bada Binga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is break Kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three-time, three-time, three-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live. With the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog, got his own microphone, Tony, Larry, Mike, and JJ, all caps, sexy. Stay thirsty, my friends. And the winner of the People's Choice Award is Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Guess who's back? <laughs> Don't piss me off! Where, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over and thought I found true love. You left another and you were gone. I'm so sad. I'm all by myself. JJ Sexay has taken the night off, leaving me in complete control of Wrestling News Live. 
after last night, I did not know if I was going to be able to even be on the show tonight. My voice was shot all day long. I guess I got a little too excited last night during the pay-per-view. Oh, well. But, the good news is, I thought I was going to be all by myself. All by myself. No one a host. All by myself. So, joining me as he did last night, the one, the only, Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. Tony, Roxy, how are you, brother? I'm okay. Uh, I'm recovering from a lost voice as well. I woke up this morning feeling like shit, so I couldn't even make work today. I was told that that it's that time of year for allergies, and I've never really had them, but I couldn't talk hardly at all this morning when I woke up. I knew that. And it probably didn't help that I rolled out of the rack, and the first thing I did was light a cigarette. (laughs) It's usually what I do. (laughs) Oh, so uh, did you hear this? that originally the plans were again for James Storm to win that belt last night, and at the last minute, they changed the finish. Yes, I read that, and I was like, I, huh, I, I really I really don't know. I just don't know what's going on with that, but <clears throat> still a great match. I, uh, I went back, and I watched uh, the pay-per-view again this afternoon. Uh, but I just I fast forwarded through a lot of things. I wanted to hear the Hogan Flair promo that I thought might be epic. Nah, not so much. Um, basically, the one thing I took away from watching the show in my recliner like a fan today that I didn't get last night. Um, and we talked about this a lot during the show we didn't have audio right the the crowd was horrible last night after going back and watching the same show the crowd popped maybe once or twice during the entire knockout title match there was a lot of let's go velvet chants Um, the biggest pop of the night was Hogan for some reason. Um, I listened to the law last night, like I told you I was going to, and not only did they bash the pay-per-view, but everybody that called in, of course, bashed the pay-per-view. And that's what I like about our listener base, especially our chat room is that they don't always agree with me. And I don't want you to. I don't want you to like something just because I said I did. You know, if you don't like it, question me as to why I did. Because I'm going to question you when we disagree. I don't want a listener base calling in Basically, just blowing us on the phone because 
they're on the phone. I, I, I have never condoned that, nor will I ever put up with that. I want you to have your own opinion. That's what this show is about. If, uh, if it's about anything, it's about having your own opinion. Being different than all the other wrestling shows out there. A little different than the norm. A little touch of the tart, if you will. A little crazy. <laughs> I mean, hell, we let Brogs come on the show. Well, I mean, what, what more do you want? How more <laughs> different can you get? People were calling in from Nashville from the pay-per-view last night, dog in the pay-per-view, that were live in attendance. You know? And I'm like, wow. Really? I expected an internet wrestling community backlash, no pun intended. I expected the internet wrestling community to shit all over it. I didn't even really go looking for, I mean, I, I just, I didn't even go looking at what the internet said about the show last night. I really didn't. I didn't care. You know. No, they were in Nashville, Tennessee. They weren't in the impact zone. But it was that same kind of fan. You know, it was that smart fan. We're not going to cheer for the baby faces. We're going to cheer for the heels. And we're going to, you know, go against everything you're trying to get us to do. That fan that Mick Foley yelled at and said, hey, man, y'all are rooting the show. We're trying to make a living. Now, he didn't do that last night. He had done it in the past at TNA. So, I don't know. I I still, as I stand by my letter grade of an A minus on the show, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the show last night. I went and, and heard things after what I'd said last night and read a few things today that does not change my opinion. I think the crowd sucked. I think if that show would have been anywhere else with the matches that they put on, then you would have had a much better crowd. You'd have had a much more, you know, different feel to the show. And maybe that's why people didn't like it because the crowd settled their hands all night, yawning and doing stupid chants and, you know, booing the baby faces and cheering the heels. And, you know, who knows? Anyway, that's uh, pretty much the long and the short of it. And uh, I just wanted to start the show or a little TNA talk because the pay-per-view last night I thought was spectacular. And again, it seems like without assuming, I'm not going to assume because it makes an ass out of you and me, but without listening to every other radio show on the planet, I'm going to bet and guess that 90% of them are going to shit on that pay-per-view. Well, I mean, I, I, I just... I'm almost to the point where I'm done talking about this after every TNA pay-per-view. And the reason I'm done is because it's just, it, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know what it was last night that they didn't give you or did give you that would make you all butthurt about the pay-per-view. You know, I gave it an A minus as well. I'll stick with it. Thought it was a good pay-per-view. I mean, that's your Achilles heel, you know. Everyone tells TNA, oh, get out of the impact zone. Get out of the impact zone. Well, okay. One thing you got to give credit to the impact zone, though, is the crowd is awesome because they're a regular crowd. They're true TNA fans. Yeah, you do need to take it on the road without a doubt, but 
you got to remember, it's going to take a while for TNA to build up those non-impact zone fans. So it, it's kind of catch-22. I see your point. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say the impact zone crowd is awesome because they have their moments as well, but yeah. neither here nor there. Let's go ahead and get to the task at hand, ladies and gentlemen. I'll change things up a little bit. The Broncos father normally would just be here for your raw recap. However, he's going to stick around and co-host the rest of the show with me. But as usual, let's go with the normal formation and kick things off with your Monday Night Raw recap, the big super show. Hit that sounder for me, please. All right, Monday Night Raw Super Show over in the UK. And uh, I didn't realize it until about 5 or 6 o'clock my time that the spoilers were already out, but I wouldn't have read them anyway because I'm a very anti-spoiler guy and I like to be surprised as I'm watching the show. Um, Basically, I thought tonight was a pretty decent show with what they had to deal with. Um, I know our main event was a little wild and people were kind of WTF on the finish, but we'll get to that as we get to that. Broxy, why don't you go ahead and start us off with our Raw recap? All right. The Raw recap begins with our first match, CM Punk versus Mark Henry in Extreme Rules match. And uh, CM Punk goes over. Our next match had Santino versus David Otunga for the U.S. title. Santino wins via the Cobra. Zack Ryder versus Kane. And, uh, of course, Kane beats the living hell out of Zack Ryder and goes over. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Daniel Bryan wins. And uh, Sheamus comes in for the save afterwards. Brodus Clay versus Dolph Ziggler. Clay wins via disqualification because of a swagger interference. Big Kali and Great Khali and Big Show versus Epico and Primo. Of course, the Great Khali and Big Show go over. John Cena versus a mystery opponent who turned out to be Lord Tensei. And in, as you said, in a shocking ending via a green misfit, I would call it, Lord Tensei beats John Cena. And that now, Monday Night Raw. As that was going down, I watched the chat room, and, and even you said something about it when we got connected here for the show about John Cena losing to Lord Tensei. Right. Um, did you see the match? I mean, did you did you notice that, you know, his little butt buddy outside the ring kicked the shit out of him? Otunga got involved several times. Um, you know, everybody but fucking JR and Cole got involved in the goddamn match. Yeah, but still, John Cena overcomes all odds, and he didn't. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. He had the odds stacked against him, but how many other times has Cena had the odds stacked against him and won? You know, I think, and I like the commentating here, when uh, Lawler says, or I believe, I don't remember if it was uh, Cole or Lawler said, that loss to The Rock has to be affecting John Cena, and I thought that was a great call. 
I think what they're going to do with Cena, and you and you and you, you steal my thunder here, because JJ had talked about it pre Mania. I think what's going to happen is it's a little bit of post Mania, and what I mean by that is. He's lost to The Rock. That was his be-all, end-all. I've got to win this. I've got to win this. He lost. Well, The Rock's not there for the rematch right now. So you have to swallow that loss. Okay? Um, now you go out, and you're, 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 you're faced by the immovable object, which is Brock Lesnar. And, you know, like he says in the promo, you know, he's scared. Who wouldn't be? You know, Brass Eye, I hate to put you on the spot, but if you've got that promo handy, go ahead and hit that, that John Cena clip that I sent to you. I mean, he's scared. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and he, I like the way he said, any man who says I'm not scared is a liar. You know, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be scared? I mean, you get off a loss with a rock, and now you got to face... You know, Brock Lesnar. And earlier in the night, Brock had a great promo that was right to the point. I don't care what's running through John Cena's mind because I can tell you what's running down his leg. A trickle of piss because he's scared. You know, the best thing for John Cena to do is to come out and admit it. Go ahead. Roll clip. You heard from Brock Lesnar tonight. He said that I was afraid. He's right. I know what he is. I know what he's capable of. But if you show me a fearless man, I will show you a liar. April 29th, I will fight. The most vicious man in the most brutal match. April 29th, I will fight. Fear can be overcome. Time will heal our wounds. April 29th, I will fight. And if I am walking into Chicago at Extreme Rules to take the biggest ass weapon of my life, I don't care. I will and that's what I like about John Cena. That's one of the few things I like about John Cena. And I'm not a John Cena hater. I'm not like JJ. I, I you know, uh, I see JJ's point on why JJ doesn't like him. That doesn't mean I have to dislike him. I like the guy. Um, I think, you know, he had to deal with Rock. Now he's doubting himself. He's up against Brock Lesnar. He tells you straight up, damn right I'm scared. Who wouldn't be? Brock fucking Lesnar. You know, the guy is an animal. Look at what he did to me already. He's already bloodied my face. You know, and then you go out and you lose the Tensei tonight because he's got everybody but the fucking cameraman interfering in the match. Now you got to wear that loss to Raw next week into the contract signing where you're going to be face-to-face -face with the man that wants to kill you. And I agree with a lot of people in the chat room. I think that, that, that Brock Lesnar not only goes over in this match Extreme Rules, but he basically beats the living shit out of John Cena in a good back-and-forth fight. A fucking fight. Not a wrestling match. A fight. Yeah, I agree. But I think John Cena ends up being the guy that takes the beating and takes about, you know, three or four months off. It's possible. I mean, I, you're right. It's possible. And you know what? I agree with you. I was thinking that myself uh, earlier that definitely Brock's going to go over. You know, they just brought him in. 
Cena is already admitted. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm going to fight. It's funny because everybody thought that punk Laurinaitis was going to be akin to uh, Austin McMahon. It seems more now like Laurinaitis is dead set on trying to hurt Cena and keep saying, you know, you, it's it's time for something new, which is what fans, have, if you really think about it, fans have been saying that shit for two years. It's time for something new, something different than Cena. So Laurinaitis has kind of now become the voice of the Cena haters, which is interesting. I'm going to tell you people in the chat room. I am not now, nor will I ever fucking be in the mood to put up with your backhanded bullshit comments about anything that has to do with the show's production, what things sound like. If you don't like the way something sounds, please get the fuck out before I get the chance to ban you, because I will. Go listen to somebody else. I don't get paid a fucking thin penny for this shit. And could have just completely taken the night off. And didn't. Well, you know, we're bringing you a show. J.J., you know, obviously he needed uh, needed time off tonight. He deserves time off. You know, I, I... be honest with you, I wasn't ready to co-host, but you know, I, I, I'll do it because I love this network and I love this show and I wanted, you know, this show to go on. You know, okay, the, the clip didn't sound that great, really? Well, sorry. You got the fucking point of what the guy was trying to say, so shut the fuck up. Because JJ's held me back from getting rid of a lot of you motherfuckers. Well, guess what? JJ ain't fucking here tonight, boys, and I will clean fucking house. And won't think twice about it. There's about 30 of you motherfuckers I'd like to just start getting rid of right fucking now. And I've already gotten rid of two of you tonight. We've been on the air for 30 fucking minutes. Odds aren't in your favor, bitches. So shut up. And I can't help you because Trey's the fucking boss. So don't look to me. (laughs) Now, back to the fucking task at hand. I thought tonight's Raw was decent. It wasn't great. It wasn't nothing that I'd call my buddies and say, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. You know? Um, But for what it was, and a show that, you know, had spoilers, I thought they knew, knowing that, they did a pretty good job of putting on a good show with the Extreme Rules matches with CM Punk and, and Mark Henry. I think match of the night, by far, was Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. You yeah, know, I, agree. Um, I think that was a four-star pay-per-view quality match. And God, unfortunately, if you thought Watt was annoying, <laughs> if you hate the chant of what, 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 get ready for yes, yes, yes. Because every time he got the advantage on Kofi, the crowd chanted, yes, yes, yes. God forbid he ever have a match with Stone Cold. Jesus Christ. That would be epic. Are you kidding? What? Yes. What? Yes. What? Yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, but the WWE needs to be goddamn careful because they're going to inadvertently turn this guy back into a babyface. The crowds love a guy who can give them some interaction in matches. And that's why what got over. WWE needs to watch this really carefully because, I mean, I know they were in, in Europe, but he was the fucking babyface tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it's, it's kind of the Austin Aries syndrome over in TNA. I mean, they wanted him to be a ba- they wanted him to be a heel, but he's becoming a, a great babyface, even with his arrogant persona, which usually translates better to a heel. Right. You know, God forbid, God forbid that Daniel Bryan faces Steve Austin in a match sponsored by Wendy's. Does it be what? Yes. What? Yes. Where's the beef? What? Where's the beef? Yes. What? Holy shit balls. Or a hearing aid commercial. You have Austin and Daniel Bryan. What? Yes. What? Yes. Are you Can you dead? hear me now? Can you yeah. hear me now? What? Yes. Oh, I hear you now. Okay, good. <laughs> That'd be epic. Thunkasaurus was over like Rover against Dolph Ziggler tonight and that little squash match. Yeah. And you know, you talk about the WWE listening. The world is listening. You know, I said before WrestleMania that I could see coming out of WrestleMania a Santino Otunga feud for the U.S. title. Because I remember saying Santino Otunga for the Intercontinental title, and I was corrected. Right. So, there you have it. Um, I thought the Lesnar promo was amazing. I mean, he said everything he wanted to say. You know, thank you for saying what needs to be said. The Lesnar promo kind of scared me. I mean, this was, you know, this is. Yeah, he's not coming to whip your ass. Think about how John Cena feels. That's what I'm saying. I mean, come on. If a guy, if, if you know, some guy talks shit like that on me in real life, I'd be scared. You know, And I think that they're using the UFC background. They're not coming right out and saying this guy was a legitimate, you know, badass in in non-fake wrestling. But I think that promo where he says, listen, I'm I'm just here to to hurt somebody. And then again, says something like John Cena will be carrying my luggage right now if I hadn't left. And and, and we we said that before. We told you that. Brock Lesnar leaving was what elevated John Cena to what he is today. Yeah. I mean, we can't we can't take full journalistic genius credit for that because anybody that watches the show can figure that out. Yeah, and you know, Tensei using the green mist. Somebody a few weeks ago said they should color that mist. I'm trying to remember that guy's name. And the oh. same guy, I think, said something along the lines of. They might as well go ahead and just tell you that he used to be Albert, that he used to be with the company. Well, WWE. And they did that tonight. And you can send that royalty check to JJ Sexay in Calgary, Alberta. You know, I mean, (laughs) JJ hit it right on the head because the fans last week were chanting Albert, Albert, Albert. Right. And they were doing everything in their power not to acknowledge that. You know, but as he came to the ring tonight, Michael Cole actually said 
He has been here before. He left the company to go to Japan. He adopted their way of life, blah, 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 blah. He has come back now as Lord Tensei. He didn't call him Albert, but he said what needed to be said. I mean, he said that he had been there before. Yes. So, all in all, what would you give to that draw as a letter grade? Well... It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't a bad Raw either. They got done what they had to get done. Uh, like you, I enjoyed the Lesnar and, and Cena promos, I, both of them. Uh, you know, I like the way they're continuing this punk Jericho thing. It's really heating up. These are another two guys, by the way, who I just want to see murder each other at the pay-per-view. Uh, but I'll give tonight for, like you said, a, a pre-recorded show. A B plus. I thought it was a decent show. Okay. I uh, I know that I rolled into WrestleMania telling you that I was really just not that impressed with Punk and Jericho. That I wasn't looking forward to it as much as I thought I would. And I don't know why I can't put my finger on it. It heated up towards the end. But I'll tell you this much. I am really excited about what these two guys can do at Extreme Rules. Now, this is a match that I'm looking forward to, number one. Number two, they've turned up the fire on the dancing chicken, so let's see what happens from there. You know, um, the footage of Punk leaving the bar tonight was great. You know, I don't know where they're going with this exactly. I don't want to pretend to try to know. I just want to sit back and enjoy it as a fan. You know, I'm looking forward to that match. I'm looking forward to AJ getting more TV time. So by whatever means necessary, let's put her on TV more. Daniel Bryan looks like he's probably going to end up facing Kofi at Extreme Rules. I think that if they put some steps in there, maybe make it a ladder match. Maybe do something along those lines with those two guys, those high flyers. If they make that a ladder match, after what they did tonight on a free show, look out. Oh yeah. Because as much as you're gonna as much as people are gonna look forward to to Lesnar Cena, and I am, because that's gonna be an MMA style fight. And Cena's a big boy. If there's anybody in the WWE right now that you would say could stand up to Brock Lesnar, it's gotta be John Cena. John Cena's a tough motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm looking forward to that fight. But if if you put Daniel Bryan and Kofi in a ladder match, look out, ladies and gentlemen. Going to be huge. So I'm starting to look forward more now to extreme rules than I have in a long time. And, you know, I've never been a big fan of the the pay-per-view that follows WrestleMania. Because it's usually a, a, a write-off, a continuance a lot of times. Um, oh, Baghdadi says that he's facing Sheamus two out of three falls. Uh, okay, well, that could be interesting too. Um, I'd rather see Kofi and Brian in a ladder match. But, uh, hey, Sheamus, Sheamus needs a little TV time, to be honest with you. Um, 
He needs to be on TV a little more, building his case up for the pay-per-view. I think he's kind of in the doghouse right now with the fans. I know they've been booing him a lot, but maybe that's just because they love Daniel Bryan so much and he kind of got screwed at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know. Um, but there's another match for the pay-per-view. Sheamus and Bryan, uh, two out of three falls. So all in all, Extreme Rules shaping up to be a pretty good pay-per-view. I'm going to give it a solid B for tonight's Raw. I'm a little less favored to it than uh, Bronxy is, but not bad. So with that being said, that's your Raw report. I say we take a short break. We come back. We hit the news of the week. Brought to you by Wrestling-Online.com. Let you in on the inside of what's going down that you probably have already read. But hey, that's because our subscribers are smart. Our listeners are smart enough to subscribe to Wrestling-Online.com. So, with that being said, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with more Wrestling News Live. If my voice can make it through on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Triple H from the World Wrestling Federation. You found the right spot for great entertainment. So, keep listening right where you are. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. In March of 2012, the two former hosts of the popular Causecast radio show the phenom Charles Shane and Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sixay, reunited on Friday nights to cover WWE SmackDown, the latest news in the world of professional wrestling, the world of gaming, and entertainment. If you tune in on Friday nights, starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, on the SNS Radio Network, located at www.snsradionetwork.com, perhaps you can listen to the U-Team on the new Unplugged. The band is back together!
standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. All right, welcome back to Wrestling News Live. I am the Trey Dog alongside the Bronx Father, and uh, boy, that Avengers movie looks kick-ass. I just saw the commercial for that. Oh, God, yeah, I am going to see. I, I don't go to the theater a lot, but that and Batman, I am yeah. there. Yeah. Some, some of those like that are must-see. You, you got you to gotta watch those in the theater, but I will definitely be there with bells on for the Avengers when it comes out. Uh, it's time for your news of the week, sponsored by wrestling-online.com. Let's go ahead and hit that news sounder and get underway. Me. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news. All right, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you do by now. We talked about it last night as well. Kurt Angle dropping out of the Olympic trials. Uh, as it should be no surprise that former TNA champion Kurt Angle has pulled out of the Olympic wrestling trials with Angle citing hamstring and knee issues. The 96 gold Olympic gold medal winner has said that he's disappointed he had to pull out as he trained extremely hard for a full year to try and make it despite being told he's too old to go for it. I must focus on my TNA and lockdown pay-per-view, which has been my first priority. I hope to be able to put on the best performance I can, and he did, Angle wrote. Angle thanked the fans for their support, as well as TNA and its president Dixie Carter for supporting his Olympic dream since the day he approached her about it. Uh, TNA lockdown, of course, was last night. Bronx, you said you have a, a story about Robert Roode. Yeah, apparently Robert Roode had to be stretched out last night. On his Twitter account, it says, now, mind you, per request of Bobby before being taken to hospital, hey, James, sorry about your damn luck. And it shows Roode uh, lying on a gurney holding the heavyweight title. You can catch that story, of course, on wrestling-online.com. There's some speculation as to being, it says, per request of Bobby, who tweeted it. Um, I couldn't verify if it was his legit account or not, but the picture is sure as hell there of him being taken out on a gurney with the world title. So I don't know what's going on. That's, that's, 
that's well, you know upsetting. That's that's something I think they just played up to the uh, in the crowd audience because as the pay per view faded to black last night, uh, they had laid the title on Rude's chest um, as he laid on his back outside the ring. And Storm walked up, picked up the belt off of Rude's chest, held it up to the crowd, spit on Rude, and threw the belt down. Right. Then he hopped into the audience because they had talked about um, his father and, and brothers and stuff like that. He hopped the guardrail and embraced his mother in a hug, and that's when they faded to black on the pay-per-view. Apparently, after that was all over with, James walked up the ramp alone and, uh, you know, kind of acknowledged the fans as he turned around and went through the curtain. They brought down a gurney and wheeled Bobby Roode in the title out on the gurney as if to signify he was injured. Um, I think this is all just part of the storyline. It was, it was for the in-the-house fans, something they didn't show on television, so it's not that important to me, like a dark match. Roode will be ready on Thursday when, when Impact is on the air, where they do their tapings tonight or tomorrow or whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure Rude will be okay. I'm sure he'll sell the injury. I'm sure he'll sell the injury, and I'm pretty sure he won't wrestle on Thursday. I'm sure he'll cut a promo. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I I'm not always 100 percent correct with TNA, but I almost get the feeling now that he's going to come out and cut a promo and say, "Man, you got me, James. You you did. You you hurt me. You beat me up." But at the end of the day. I'm still the champion, and you've had multiple chances that you can't pull it off, so therefore I'm done. I'm done giving you chances to win this title. You've you've had your rematch. You're done. And then I think Jeff Hardy's going to try to claim he's the number one contender after beating Kurt Angle, in which Kurt Angle may even get involved somehow, some way. So I don't think Rude will have a match this Thursday. I think they'll sell the injuries from the lockdown pay-per-view and he'll probably wrestle on the next tapings, next set of tapings. So with that being said, we move on with uh, more news of the week and uh, CM Punk, John Cena and Zack Ryder give Vicky Guerrero a birthday surprise. Settle down all you hoarding Vicky Guerrero fans. Probably not that kind of surprise. Uh, the guys had a nice moment for Vicky Guerrero after the live event in Nottingham, England yesterday. The trio invited Guerrero to the ring. Cena explained to the fans that it was a special day for somebody tonight, pointing to Vicky, saying it's her birthday. As the crowd clapped, Cena went down on one knee and invited everyone to sing happy birthday to Vicky. With Punk nowhere to be seen by this time. After the singing was done, Punk ran from the back with a cake and stood behind Vicky. As soon as he she turned around, he splashed the cake all over her face. Cena and Punk had some fun throwing cake at WWE employees at ringside and then came back and hugged Vicky as the crowd showed their love by clapping and cheering. The two raised Vicky's hand. A pretty cool moment, to say the least, for a hardworking individual who went through some horrible times with the death of her husband years ago. You can see a video of all this at uh, wrestling-online.com. Well, I mean, I follow Vicky on Twitter. She really is a nice chick. Yeah, yeah. I, I have nothing, nothing but love for Vicky the person. Right. And I think I like moments like that. It's a shame they can't be televised. That's, you know, stuff right. they do for the house, you know, house uh, the crowd at the arena. But, you know, it's good to know that... The, 
I think now 98% of your general wrestling crowd, Trey, knows what's up and knows she's really not like that. You know, I've said it. Kayfabe's been dead for years. So that that was cool. That was a nice little thing that they did for Vicky. Right. And, you know, Vicky's one of those people, God bless her heart, that, you know, they did, they did it with uh, Muhammad Hassan. They fired him because he was too good at what he did. You know, JSK used to fucking hate Kurt Angle. Like, he loathed Kurt Angle because Kurt was such a good heel. You just, you hated him because he was so good at what he did. And I had to tell him all the time, that's just the character. That's just the character. I don't care. I don't like Kurt Angle. <laughs> well, Vicky's the same way with me. I love Vicky to death as a person. I think she's a great woman. I just can't stand her character. I just want to. I just want to give her shaken baby syndrome the minute she walks out and speaks. Oh God! <laughs> I, I, I she, excuse me. I just want to shake the shit out of her. I can't help it. But with that being said, it's because she's good at what she does, and you have to understand that also. Right. Here's one for you, Bronxy. Okay. A guy that was rumored to be dead last week somehow made it into our chat room. Also, now this week is alive and well and says that Hulk Hogan should stay out of his business. It's true. Wrestling legend, living legend, Larry Zabisco said Hulk Hogan should stay out of his business when it comes to social media. In an interview with the Roman show, Zabisco said Hogan should quit talking about past shows in major stadiums. Zabisco was doing a meet and greet at an NWA Ring Warriors in Fort Lauderdale, during the WrestleMania weekend, this idiot Hulk Hogan tweeting about Shea Stadium when everybody knows it was me and Bruno's show. Quote, Zabisco. He referred to a match he had with Bruno San Martino when a student versus teacher wrestling match at New York Shea Stadium. San Martino was Zabisco's mentor. The comment derived after a question on his thoughts on social media. Internet and tweeting. It's just a way to make the audience bigger, he said. He later added that Hogan loves the attention but should watch with what he says. And I quote, he should keep his crippled mouth shut when it comes to Shea Stadium, he says. He later added his religion is publicity for himself. He's always been for himself. End quote. You can check out the complete interview online at Rod Roman. Dot com. That's R-O-D-O-L-F-O Roman dot com. So there you go. Zabisco live and well. Doing appearances and talking about Hulk Hogan, who should stay off Twitter. Any thoughts on that, Bronxy? Yeah, you know, I, I hate when these things, you know, there was another wrestler a couple months back. In fact, I believe Andy and I reported on it, who was reported dead. He was a... A, a Mexican or Lucha Libre wrestler. I, I just don't remember, unfortunately. There's so many news stories. But now we go through the, the same thing with uh, Larry Zabisco. Come on, man. You know, I don't know how rumors get started. It just proves you can't believe everything you read on the Internet. But as far as Hogan talking anything on Zabisco, who's a guy who really hasn't been in the public wrestling eye for years, I mean, I agree. That's, you know, that's just a, a call for attention. Stay out of the guy's business. 
Now, we saw Team Garrett Bischoff go over last night at lockdown, which means Eric Bischoff has to take a hike. Bischoff's TNA TV future, according to PW Insider, or P. Windsor, as JSK liked to say, <laughs> after losing his lethal lockdown match at last night's TNA pay-per-view, Eric Bischoff will be kept off television as an on-air character. He will, of course, continue to work backstage in an executive capacity for the company. We talked about this last night, that we figured he'd probably go change his name. He'll be off TV for about a month, if not less. But he'll be back somehow, some way. Well, I think he should be on TV one more time. They should show a segment this Thursday with him, like, in a court office like with tears in his eyes, having to sign the papers to legally change his name and maybe have him cut a promo like, I'll be back and this is the only name that I can think to choose. And you had said it last night, man. He comes back as Eric Hogan or Eric Bolea. You know, I could just just see that happening. Or Eric McMahon. I mean, you know, like you said, Vince can't do shit to stop him. Well, it's really interesting to see what direction they go. Um, I could see Eric getting involved in the Flair-Hogan power struggle because, like I said last night, if Hogan's going to be the good guy, if he's going to be the sheriff in town, you have to have a bandit. Yes. Every good guy has to have a bad guy, and every bad guy has to have a good guy. Flair looks like he's going to take the role of the thorn in Hogan's side. His whole promo last night was how you screwed Bischoff you put him in a match he shouldn't have been in. It should have been me. Bischoff's not a wrestler. And you know, if you'd have put me in that match, he would still be here today and we would have won and blah, 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 blah. So who knows? There, there's a chance that Flair comes out demanding a match and he wants a partner that's going to be named something. And that's what Bischoff changes his name to so he can somehow weasel his way to get involved in a match that brings him back. Who knows? Yeah, possible, possible. Uh, but we're talking about it, and uh, both you and I are interested in the outcome. So that's that's good on TNA, another positive to be taken out of last night's pay-per-view. I agree. I agree. WrestleMania gets an estimated 1.3 million, as I put my pinky finger into my mouth, million buys. WWE Today announced WrestleMania in Miami set new records in terms of both pay-per-view buys and gross sales. The pay-per-view preliminary estimates have come in at 1.3 million buys with global gross sales in excess of 67 million, including the ticket revenue. Rumors were that WWE set a higher total buys but lowered their expectations in the final weeks leading up to the event. A tweet from an ESPN reporter last week said that WrestleMania is estimated to have 1.9 million buys. Something that didn't turn out to be true. 1.3 million. That's a pretty pity for one night's work. Well, yeah. And if you can, you know, 1.3 million buys, combine that with, I mean, you know, I contributed 54 bucks to that for the uh, standard definition version. The high def runs you about what, 65, 70 bucks? 
Yeah. So multiply that by 1.3 million. Well, let's just cut the, let's just cut the, cut that in half and go $65 times 1.3 billion. Somebody do the math. Yeah. Yeah, impressive. I because mean, I'm not doing the math. I promise you. Well, if you give me a second, I'll actually do the math and I'll I'll tell you. Well, while I read our next news story, you can just get out your calculator. No DQ, no countout for Lesnar versus Cena. WWE.com is reporting that John Cena-Brock Lesnar match in Extreme Rules will be an Extreme Rules match where there will be no disqualification and no countout for Lesnar's first match back in the WWE in eight years. The announcement was made by General Manager John Laurinaitis and placed on WWE.com before Raw went on the air tonight. Lesnar's last match was WWE WrestleMania where he lost to Goldberg in a match where fans crapped all over with several you-sold-out chants. As Lesnar indicated just days prior to Mania, he would be leaving to pursue a career in the NFL. That's where we interviewed Jim Ross, and we were told, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about SmackDown. No, you dumb bitch. We're here to talk about WrestleMania. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Lesnar has so, so far gotten the upper hand on John Cena, delivering the F5 on two different occasions, and giving Cena a bloody mouth after busting his lip the hard way. Well, you can't, you know, you can't argue with the way C- the way Lesnar left, but now the way he's coming back is you know, just proof that Vinnie Mac, and I thought about this the other day when people said, oh, you know, how can, how can Vince trust him again? Well, I'll tell you what, when Vince sees dollars, got him by the balls. Yeah, he'll trust the devil. And by the way, it translates to $84.5 million for one night. Right. Now you're saying that the WWE gets 40% of that cut? I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure how it works after all their expenses. I mean, that's obviously, that's what they made him buys. But I don't know if you subtract the arena costs, you know, the cable costs, what exactly they end up making. in Apparently, one the standard deal is cable gets 60%, the company gets 40 So they, they cleared $33.8 million on the, on the uh, television buy rate. And that, wow, that, that's one night. $33 million fucking dollars for one night. Wow. And if you're the cable company, goddamn, 60% of that for doing nothing but airing the show. Yeah. I mean. You, you have know, nothing to lose. Nope. That's amazing. Which drives me crazy why I hear that some K, you know, WWE is having trouble getting cable operators to pick up this network. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't get that. That's just crazy. I, I'm blown away by those numbers. That's actually very impressive. All right, let's continue here with more news. Tito Ortiz says he'd like to try the WWE. Former UFC light heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz is expected to have his last fight on July 7th against Forrest Griffin. That'd be a good fight. 
The Huntington Beach bad boy has a total of 27 fights under his belt with 16 wins, 10 losses, and one draw. His record since December 2006 has been shaky, losing six out of his last eight fights, winning one and drawing one. When talking about his future, Ortiz said he watched Brock Lesnar's return to the WWE and said he might follow the former UFC fighter to the ring. I've seen Brock Lesnar go back to the WWE, he says. That's something I might entertain. Do some theatrical entertainment, as they call it, end quote. Ortiz told ESPN. Admitted that if he wins against Griffin, he might have another fight, but he knows he's not going to fight for the rest of his life and wants to leave on his own terms. Tito Ortiz in the WWE. I can see that. Yeah, and I can see, you want to talk about Cena? I can see a trickle of piss down Dana White's leg. Because, you know, for all the fans, the UFC fans, who shit all over Brock Lesnar when he came there, and in the beginning proved himself, then, you know, unfortunately the guy got sick, not his fault. <clears throat> you know, he goes back to the WWE, and you got a guy like Tito who says, hmm, I can make a decent paycheck basically pretending to fight, being in fights that are going to be 100th as brutal as the ones I'm in because they're choreographed. You know, it, what goes around comes around, man. And if you're Dana White, you got to be saying, you know, I've done everything I can to separate my sport from uh, fake wrestling and make it not look fake. Now, not that this makes UFC look fake. But it kind of tells the UFC fans, don't piss on the WWE or pro wrestling because there's quite a, you know, quite a few boys who may be willing to go that route when they're done with UFC. So, well, because you're done with that style of fighting at such an early age in your life. Right. You know, and then the sad thing is, it's like, you know, women's college sports. Once you're done in college, you're pretty much done. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's the, the WNBA, but really? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, what does Dana White expect these UFC legends to do once their careers are over with? And unfortunately, in that line of work, you retire at such a young age, you still got families to feed, you still got to put money, you know, in the bank and, and food on the table, you know, and... Granted, there are some of them that could come on and stay on as, you know, advisors, maybe ring announcers, something. But a majority of those guys, they're going to want to go on and do something that gets them a big paycheck that would, would mirror what they were making in the UFC, if not more, depending on how big a name you are. But I think the WWE is a great place for a guy like... Tito Ortiz, who is a known person. He is a well-known, he's a household name. His storyline coming in writes itself. You know, I think I'm all for it. We'll see what happens. But UFC fans just have to get glad the same, man, same pants they got mad in, I guess. And the other thing is, these guys are probably going to require a lot less developmental training than a guy who's totally green you know you can't put these guys right in a wwe ring i right. mean Brock could because you know brock's wrestled before but you take a guy like tito and you give him about a month of training if not less and he's like okay i got it you know and you can trust him in the ring 
these guys are athletes. They, they the styles are similar. It's just that their shit is real. You got to learn how to pull punches. You got to learn how to you know not oh, yeah. impactful. It's kind of like you know the, the the Diamond Dallas Page thing. You know, he was late in his career. I mean, late in his age when he started as a wrestler, but he was just a badass in real life that could fight. And you know, it didn't take much training to get him ready to be who he became. You know, because he already had a leg up of being a pretty badass dude that knew how to fight. You know. Chris Benoit in the news. Can you believe that? What? Yeah. Chris Benoit theme song retired by the band. In a blog posted by the Huffington Post, it was revealed that Our Lady Peace, what a great fucking band. The band that performed Chris Benoit's WWE theme song had retired the particular song because it was associated with Benoit. The song titled Whatever. The band's frontman, Rain Maida, said that they would never perform the song again due to incomprehensible tragedy surrounding Chris Benoit following the double murder suicide that rocked the world of professional wrestling in 2007. So there you go. No more whatever live when you go see Our Lady Peace. But why five years? Yeah, that's my question. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, it. it's, I understand and agree with it, but it's a shame because everything about Chris Benoit is slowly getting erased. And I think that in a way that that does need to happen. That's my opinion. You can disagree with me if you want, but his evils far outweigh his goods. And if he ends up only being remembered for the murders, God, I'm sorry, but the, that's what he deserves after what he did. That's just my opinion. I think in the land of the Benoit fan, I, I have pretty much taken the stance of what he did to himself, to his family, and the world of professional wrestling and the way that it's looked upon now by the outside fan the outside media. I think he was a bigger black eye on the business than he was a positive figure for the business. I still have Benoit highlights in my brain. I still have moments that I look back on. And I remember, and you know, I, I was a Benoit fan. I won't lie. But I used to like OJ Simpson too. Yeah, right. Sure. You know, so I guess I've just written him off, and so has the WWE. Jericho breaks Punk's award at Revolver Golden God Awards. <laughs> Jericho was the host of the Revolver Golden God Awards 2012 yesterday, which took place at Club Nokia in Los Angeles, California. One of the nominees in the most metal athlete character was current WWE champion CM Punk. Funny enough, Punk won the award but was unable to attend since he's doing the tour in Europe with the WWE. Chris Jericho, the host of the show, accepted the award on his behalf and said that despite Punk, the fact that Punk beat and embarrassed him at WrestleMania, he would give the award to Punk in good standing. After that, Jericho broke the award in half and threw it away. Jericho did note that Punk got the most votes out of every category, which was available for voting. 
Other nominees in Punk's category were Gina Carano, Brian Deegan, Ethan Longoria, Dirk Nowitzki, and Mitch, pa- uh, Mitch Patris. You can see the video of all this taking place at wrestling online, wrestling-online.com. So there you go. I have no idea who any of those other people are. None. Are you kidding me? No. I have no clue. You do not who you don't know who Gina Carano is. No. Wow. How could you have a penis between your legs <laughs> and not know who Gina Carano is? I, I don't know. I mean, even Brass Eye is sending me a message saying, wow. I'm even afraid to click what the chat room might be saying. Me too. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, I don't watch a lot of, well, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of TV or listen to modern music or whatever the hell she does. I'm serious. I'm just, I don't know. She's the chick that's the hot UFC chick. Well, I don't watch UFC. (laughs) But I don't either, and I know who the fuck Gina Carano is because I have a a fucking penis. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just... You you never cease to amaze me, dude. I mean, that's just one of them, so you, you... you don't know who Evan Longoria is, third baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm not Dirk, a baseball fan. Dirk Nowitzki, one of the most known NBA stars of the NBA. I hate basketball. What do you like besides wrestling and running into things? <laughs> uh, football. You know, I used to like boxing before the heavyweight division went to shit. I'm, I'll be honest. And uh, you and I may not get along after this. I'm not a sports guy. We don't get along now. (laughs) Don't mistake the fact that you're co-hosting the show for my liking of you. Really? You don't know who Gina Carano is. I can't be your friend. (laughs) Shit and fall back in it. You're like that episode of Friends, which you probably didn't see that either, where they tell Chandler, just turn on ESPN. Just turn it on. You don't have to watch it. Just turn it on and leave it on in the background. See if you can absorb some things that a man should know. (laughs) Oh, I'm killing myself here. I I knew this would happen. As I'm sitting here hosting the show, watching the Phillies and the Giants. I'm just, I'm blown away. All right, well, we'll move on. I don't want to embarrass you too much more than I already have. Yes. Or than you, or than you have yourself. <laughs> Triple H lands his first pedigree in Russia. All right. WWE held its first ever live event in Russia in front of a jam-packed crowd at the Lazinski Small Sports Arena in Moscow. The Raw branded the honors this time in Moscow with the show headlined in a much in a match between CM Punk and Dolph Ziggler for the WWE title with Cena and Kane in a last-man-standing match as the lead-in for the main event. Triple H was advertised to appear on the show, and he did, delivering his first pedigree in Russia. Triple H came out following the Santino versus Miz match, which Miz lost. Wow, really? Damn, Miz. 
After going through his whole entrance, Triple H grabbed the mic from The Miz, and as soon as he was about to speak, said, basically, fuck it, and kicked The Miz and gave him the pedigree to the enjoyment of the Russian fans. The Russian stop was the first one on a long European tour, which continues over the next 11 days. If you'd like to see a video of Triple H in Russia putting the pedigree on The Miz, you can do so at wrestling-online.com. Well, like you say, Russia loved WWE. I love double double E. I love double double E. Well, that's cool. Glad Triple H is still out there, man. You know, definitely. I'm, 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 you know, you had mentioned a while ago about how we've had no response from Triple H or Taker since WrestleMania. I mean, we're going on what now? Two, three weeks? Kind of. You won't now, probably for another couple months, three months before Triple H comes back. Yeah, true. But he's got Stephanie at home, and you know what? Taker's got Michelle McCool, so. I don't blame either one of them. I stay at home and make lots of babies, or at least practice. Absolutely. Where's Crelly? Where's Crelly when you need him? Don't know. I got a story for the Krellster. Rima Fakie faces up to 93 days in jail after pleading no contest. Former Tough Enough contestant Miss USA Rima Fakie pleaded no contest in her DUI case yesterday morning, just hours before she was set to stand trial for a December charge, according to TMZ. Fakie pled no contest and misdemeanor driving while visibly impaired, a charge filed after she was arrested in Detroit on December 3rd. In exchange for the deal, prosecutors have dropped the charge of driving while intoxicated. (laughs) Fakia is scheduled to be sentenced on May 9th and faces up to 93 days in jail if the judge hands her the full punishment. You learn, you pay for your pride, you pay your price for your big mistakes, and you move on. I'm very happy I can put this behind me, end quote, said Fakia, after the deal was struck. Fakia was the WrestleMania weekend was at the WrestleMania weekend and participated in Access as well. She said in an interview that once her obligations with Miss USA are done, she will join the WWE full-time, but apparently hasn't had anything to do with them since WrestleMania. She was in the last Tough Enough, but was the fifth one out of the competition. She was also the female interview of the year for Running the Ropes with Maverick and Crelly. Well, you know, no contest is a little different than pleading guilty. No contest basically means, <clears throat> for those who don't know, if you look, your lawyer looks at the evidence that they have against you, you're basically saying, if we went to trial, there'd be no contest. I'd be found guilty. It's less than pleading guilty, but it saves the taxpayers money because there's no trial, you know, and um, obviously, to me, it says She's guilty without saying she's guilty. Legal jargon. Right. It's legal mumbo jumbo, they say. Exactly. So there's your news of the week brought to you by wrestling-online.com. And in wrestling-online.com, I also read they purchased the domain name wrestlingonline.net and uh, said that it was because it was too similar to their web domain, and you got to protect yourself. So they went ahead and published and purchased that. 
But uh, wrestling-online.com, the place to go to sign up and join about a million other motherfuckers getting newsletters every day from Colin Vasilow and the crew over at wrestling-online.com. Delivered right to your email inbox so you don't have to go to any other wrestling websites and get your news and possibly get spyware and all the bullshit that comes along with it. You know, Trish Stratus fucks an elephant tonight on Raw. Click here. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, do, don't do that. Because it ain't going to happen, and you're going to get led to a bunch of fucked up websites that's going to kill your computer. So, Brassside says, no contest means I'm guilty, but I'm too much of a pussy to admit it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, with that being said, that is your news of the week. We're going to take another short break. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls. So get your calls all together inside your brain. Call us up. Let us know what you thought of last night's pay-per-view, TNA lockdown, what you thought of the internet bashing of the pay-per-view, what you thought of Monday Night Raw, what you think of Lesnar Cena, what you think of me and Bronx. I don't care. Just get your calls together, and we'll take them next right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. This is Raven, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live. The hosts are kind of stupid, but hey, what the hell? Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. Have you been looking for wrestling radio that entertains and informs? Then make sure you tune in every Monday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern for the four-time People's Choice Show of the Year, Wrestling News Live, with the Trey Dog and J.J. Sexay, where anything can and usually does happen. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network, www.snsradionetwork.com. See you in chat. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well... 
tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. and you're wrestling to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. No fucking way that you don't know who Gina Carano is. Dude, what do you want from me? I want you to... If you can see the picture that I'm looking at of her on this ESPN cover, you might poke your own eye out. <laughs> Which I don't recommend because you've only got one to poke out, but oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Dude, like I said, I'm not a big TV, you know, what do you do? I mean, what do you do when you're not hosting wrestling radio shows and you're not fixing computers at college? What do you do? Uh, watch Netflix, basically. You so know. you watch movies. I mean, you watch movies. Yeah. She's in a, a new movie called Haywire. Right. You should check that out. Okay. I'm more of a sci-fi kind of... Uh, I don't know, documentary type guy. I don't know what to tell you, man. Sci-fi and documentaries are on two separate ends of the spectrum. Because sci-fi is bullshit and documentaries are fact. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know, scientific, just uh, level-headed kind of guy. My, uh, you know, my IQ is 145. Not to toot my own horn like some other guys do, but... I wonder what my IQ would be. I was in a gifted class when I was younger. So that, so that means that they gave you presents every week? No, I wish. Oh, okay. They tried to move me up a grade, but my dad was like, are you kidding me? He's so small, he would never be able to play sports. Which is true, because if you... And I, I once I get my scanner here working, I'll show you a picture of my driver's license when I was 16. It says I weighed 120 pounds. No way. You, did, did you really weigh 120 pounds at 16? Yeah, when I was a senior in high school, wow. I, was, I was still less than 150. I was 5'9", about 150. Wow. And I got uh, recruited to play 
second base at NEO, and which was okay. I mean, you know, I had to be a big guy to play second base. Right. However, by the time baseball season arrived, completely clean, no steroids. I didn't know what a steroid was then. Completely clean. I went from 5'9", 150 to about 5'10", 220. In wow. one se- in one one season, and they moved me to center field, and that's when I blew out my arm. And then they moved me to first base, and then I shortly mo- got moved to the bench because both my knees were shot. Now my arm was shot, and it was just time to call it a day. <laughs> I had to hang him up. Yeah, it was like I'm wasted news alive when JSK busted you in the knee and you're like, you hit me in the fucking knee, bitch. And that's when you went crazy. And now, you know, I heard you mention a few times that your knees were pretty fucked up. So I guess yeah. that explains it. Yeah, I uh, I was supposed to have both of them scoped at different times and didn't want to miss time. So I didn't have anything done to either one of them. Now I have no cartilage in my left knee and very little in my right knee. And then I have uh, fluid build up in my left knee every once in a while. Well, I mean, you know, you're young enough where you could probably have the knee replacement done if, you know, you ever want to do it just to make sure, you know, you're all right. Well, they don't usually hurt until the weather changes or somebody fucking punches me in the fucking knee. Right. You know, they're stiff sometimes. and I get up out of my chair like when I got up for that commercial break, I was like, oh, shit, I've been sitting down too long. You know. But hey, that's what—that's the price you pay to be an athlete, man. And then my little brother, who I thought really had a great shot at going to the pros, um, he went to Bacon University here and was the closer his freshman year of the baseball team and blew out his arm. And then he got a girl pregnant, and so he decided to quit baseball and get a job with the railroad, and that's what he's done ever since. But he threw last year and was still throwing in the high 80s, low 90s. Well, I mean, you know, in baseball, you know, look, the human body's not meant to throw. You got these motherfuckers throwing 110 mile an hour pitches. And, uh, you know, I have friends who are baseball fans and they tell me how these guys after, you know, each game, they'll they'll sit there with their shoulder in a bucket of ice for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not meant, the human body's not meant to do that, but they, they do it. I had, when I threw out my rotator cup in my right arm, my right shoulder, um, you know those ice packs that are gel? Yeah. That you put in the freezer and shit? I had one of those that you put your arm into, and it covered your shoulder and had Velcro straps on it. So it was like you were in a cast. Wow. And I had to wear that after every game. So, I know exactly how that is. Right. With that being said, we are going to go ahead and open the phones up. If you want to talk, now is your chance. Uh, Bronx, give them the phone number. Uh, 501-588-7957. 501-588-7957. If you have Skype, you can add Sunday Night Show down to your Skype and get in touch with us uh, that way. And definitely call in and give us your opinions. So... 
I didn't know this, but apparently Gina Carano was in command and conquer Red Alert 3 if you're a video game guy. I I used to be a video game guy. I, you know, I would love to talk to JJ and see if maybe, you know, him and uh, Charles can do like a classic video game edition where they do Mario and Zelda. I was badass in those games. But as I got older, I just didn't never upgraded my systems so but any games from the 80s and 90s i can talk sh- you know shit on those games i used to love me some zelda and some mario and i can remember playing super mario brothers and being finally at the end of the game to kill the boss and my mom had been yelling at me to take out the trash i was in the eighth grade and i was in my brother's room sitting on his bed playing the game it was about four o'clock in the afternoon and she kept harping on me to take out the trash and i kept telling her hold on hold on hold on and i guess she got tired of telling me to do it she walked in the bedroom and jerked the power cord out of the wall oh god i was was instantly sick to my stomach i was a badass motherfucker in punch out i i beat tyson like on the third try Really? Yeah, I used to play the shit out of some Punch-Out. I enjoyed the game, but I never was, you know, that great at it. I uh, I remember Soda Popinski. Yeah. Bald Bull. Bald Bull. King Hippo. Piston Honda. Piston Honda. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I would literally sit there on a Saturday and play that game for four hours straight. I mean, it was... (laughs) Well, you know, I was always in my my biggest thing is sports games like baseball, football, basketball. You know, I'm I like I I woke up this morning at like four thirty five o'clock in the morning and couldn't sleep, so I went and sat in my recliner and played a couple innings of baseball until I started falling asleep while playing the game, and then I went, okay, now it's time to go back to bed. You know what was a sick game? Did you ever own in uh, regular NES Nintendo? Oh, I've had them all. Do you remember a game called Baseball All-Stars? Yes. Uh, when, when you would fire the guy, they'd show him walking off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. I played the shit out of that game. I even had a ColecoVision. Anybody know what a ColecoVision is? Dude, I had an Atari 2600. My first game system with Asteroids and fucking Pac-Man. And, oh, I loved the shit out of that. Yeah, I I think my favorite game on that system was Pitfall. Oh God, Pitfall! I'm trying to remember that. It sounds so familiar. That's where you had the alligators and the pits that you had to catch the vine and swing over the hole. Yeah. Okay, I got it now. I remember. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. All right, well, I'm not going to force anybody to call. So if nobody's going to call in tonight, I'm taking that as if you don't want to hear us anymore, so that means we can be done. And I am very okay with that. Yeah. After after last night, tonight, I am good to be done. Well, I mean, hopefully no one's reporting they're having a problem with the number, uh, 501-588-7957. I don't know. I know we had some trouble with the 800 numbers, but that number should be fine. Should be. And, of course, you can always do the Skype to Skype call. Correct, yes. 
I was real big in the Tecmo Bowl when that came out. I love Tecmo Bowl. Of course, I liked any video game. If I had, I mean, and I had, I had my. That's one good thing about my dad. I mean, there's a lot of bad things about my dad, but one good thing about my dad is that, you know, if we wanted something, he'd let us have it, and we always had every gaming system that was the current hot shit to have. You know, so. We've had them all at my house at one point or another. The only thing I've, the only, well, I guess that's not right. I guess I was just saying the one thing I, I've never owned is a PS3, but I did for about three days. Didn't it blow out on you? Yeah, it blew up on me, so I took it back and got another Xbox. I said, I'm going to keep replacing units. I might as well replace the cheaper one. <laughs> no doubt. All right, with that being said, we got a call on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Hey, Trey. Hey, Bronxy. It's uh, Mr. Walkie. How you guys doing? What's up, Walkie? How you doing, man? Well, well not much. Just uh, waiting out here listening to you guys. and uh, You know, I, I have to share your guys' sentiments about last night. Because um, I happened to go out and watch um, Lockdown to uh, the Theater Variety. The, oh, yeah. uh, the second the second time they did the theater event. Um and it's funny is that um, the uh, attendance from lot the attendance from my theater was only ten people that was there. It's not really a a well attended event, a well attended uh, place. And uh, the video the video that 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 showed up had a lot of lagging issues. Apparently, there's news story saying that that's not it was not a local thing because apparently that happened in all the theaters that showed the pay per view. Uh, but I think overall it was pretty much it was pretty much a good good pay per view. I really don't have a lot of complaints about it. So you watched it in the new theater setting that they've been doing for a couple months, and it was um, really laggy. How 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 laggy was it? It wasn't too bad. It was like uh, I think for several you know different instances, it, it kind of uh, you know. The video was kind of like, you know, iffy at best, but it wasn't too bad. I, I wouldn't complain that bad. Okay. But uh, all in all, you agree with us that it was a pretty damn good show. Um, do you see any reason why the IWC would shit all over it? I pretty much, um, with Bronxley, I'm pretty much, it's it's kind of like my my uh, my little my, my little beef, let's say, give it a comparison, like a sci-fi comparison, like, say, my deep like uh, sci-fi had the WWE SmackDown. It just gets to the point where what's the, what's the use complaining about it? They're going to do it unless something mag- magically changes their mind, and it's going to be something something big. You know, what's the point about continuing to ditch about the people bitching about the product? It's just going to continue to happen, but <laughs> it gets to the point. It's like why, you know? Right. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, I'm in front of a castle with one sword and I'm defending it and defending it. And yes, I'm I'm having success, but the, you know, the conquerors keep coming and I'm just one man. And after a while, it's like, you know what? I, I, they just keep coming. I, you know, I don't know what to do. And it's like the TNA haters just, it's like no matter how much I, you know, defend them on the internet it's like you know haters have such a you know much more louder voice than supporters and i'm like 
you know what? Fuck you. You want to hate it? Fucking hate it. I'll still enjoy it as long as I enjoy it. Fuck you. And that's where I'm at. And I would agree I with that. Thing, I, I guess the biggest thing is that, I mean, I don't, you don't mind taking you for an example, Trey, but you think about in the past couple of years of every major good thing that people have, that, you know, people like you have said that TNA is doing really good, you don't look at the other way around. They, they just continue to bitch. And I know there's some people, I know JJ has said, well, Sullivan complaints could, could be legitimate. It's fine. But then those other people will just bitch the bitch the bitch just to get recognized. Um, well, yeah, I see your point on that. But the difference is, by the same token, when TNA does something stupid, I'm also one of the first ones to criticize them on their stupidity. And I'm the one, I'm the one that's like that too. I mean, I'm just, I, I kind of see it for an open mind is why it is just why bitch, why bitch the bitch. You see something good, praise it. If you see something bad, yeah, is legitimacy the bitch, legitimacy the bitch. But it just comes to a point that after like say maybe three or four years of, of the same thing with defending it, the big question is why defend it? I mean, TNA is still going for nearly 10 years and, you know, they're still around and they're still kicking. So it just comes to the point is why continue to do it when and they're just going to keep going. So you went and saw the pay-per-view last night in a movie theater setting, uh, which is a new thing that TNA is doing with select theaters throughout the United States. Would you do it again? Um, this is actually the, the second time that I'm aware of that TNA is doing this, which I think is a good idea because the last time that we saw a TNA pay-per-view, actually, funny thing, it was Donald Glory last, uh, last October. And the prices... I mean, me, me and Chuck talked about this a lot, and the prices, uh, actually, we put on for the ticket prices, which is actually a little bit more than a regular movie ticket price, and you look at maybe, you know, munchies and food or whatever like that, it almost seemed like better to get the pay-per-view from the comfort of your own home, though you look at, it's, it's an interesting experience to, you know, I kind of like compared to when... Say the the experience of full circuit television back in the in the early eighties. You know, I, I it, it's a good experience to do it, but I think if teenage limits doing it, like say for all their major pay per views, and I think that's a good way to go. Would I do it again? Uh, maybe because of the price. What did it cost? Uh, the ticket prices. I think it was per person were like fourteen bucks. I really probably. Yeah, I, but I think oh. it's probably because of the ticket prices at the movie theater that we, we went to to go at went to went to uh, how they priced it. But well, I, uh, I, I can I can tell you I can tell you from experience that when they do these events like WWE and I I can't tell you from TNA's experience, but from the WWE and WCW side of things, more so WCW. Um, and I'm sure its standards and practices are all within the same contract as far as pay-per-view is concerned. Um, to put that pay-per-view in a sports bar, you know, you can't just hit your cable remote and hit buy. Um, you got to call and get it set up because what they do is they say, okay, what's your bar capacity? 
All right, well, our bar holds <laughs> 400 people. They take that 400 people, and then they say, how many bathrooms do you have? We have two. How many skulls in each bathroom? Why they need to know all this, I don't know, but they do. And you tell them. And they take that information, they crunch the numbers, and they tell you, okay, it's going to cost you $600 to purchase this pay-per-view. All right? So I pay 600 bucks. I've got to make sure that I, A, get enough people in the door to cover it, and B, at a price that if I don't fill the place up, I can still come up with enough money to pay off the $600 so I'm not in the hole. Well, you know, the amazing thing about that is like, all right, let's say WrestleMania. You know, my uncle came over and watched it with me. He's a casual wrestling fan. Did I break the law because I only ordered it once and two people saw it? No, because that's factored into your household. Right. Um, You're also not paying bar prices. For WrestleMania, you're looking at $800 for a small bar. Wow. And you got to, like, when JSK and I used to go to Sir Gregory's in Springfield when we lived in Branson, we would go to Sir Gregory's, which was a comedy club slash pool hall slash bar. It was a bar and a pool hall on one side. And then on the other side, they had, you know, all they had it sectioned off where if they wanted to close the comedy club side down, they could lock all the doors that lead to the comedy club. And then you just got one side of the bar to deal with. On Sundays, they would open up the comedy club, which which would seat another 400 people or so, and they had about 13 or 14 big screens on the walls, and you would pay five bucks, get a stamp, go into the room, and they had their own bartender, their own bar staff, and their own food service for the people watching the pay-per-view. You know, and sometimes they would do giveaways because the cable company would send them T-shirts to give away during the event to help promote it to get people to come in and buy it. Right. But before there was illegal streams, you know, and JSK and I couldn't afford to pay for a WWE show and then a WCW show the same month. We couldn't afford that shit when we were, you know, first starting out and doing this show. But... We could afford five bucks a piece and a couple beers, you know, and then, then we got to where we would go up there and MC the event. So we got all of our food and drink and our entry fee for free just to go up and MC the event and do trivia during the in-between matches. We do wrestling trivia, give prizes away and shit like that. And, uh, that was great until they shut that down. And then now they're doing it in theaters. Yeah. It's all about money. Yeah, Which I think well, it's a great I, idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, well, I agree. I I think it's I I said this from October when I called in the SNS, and I'll say it again on, on Wrestling News Live. I think it's a great idea. I think that if they limited to only their big pay per views, and I know that Slammiversary is coming up, I think and it's limited to their big pay per views. I think you know, kind of in my opinion, puts it as a specialty to that. And I think they got something going here. So, I, I mean, I may go, I may not go. It just, you know, just depends. So, I like it. All right. Well, Longy, um, go ahead and let people know what's going on with the Elite Force podcast while we got you on the line. Well, um, as my wife mentioned on the weekend show this past Sunday, uh, the last week uh, marked the official anniversary for the 
Elite Force Podcast, the third anniversary of uh, the Elite Force Podcast. And uh, this coming weekend, um, I, myself, uh, Phil, Chuck W. from the Big Week, and of course, our great announcer, the great, the, the best announcer in the radio period, Baron Dixon, will join me. And of course, our guest from uh, Christian's Gaming Phoenix as uh, we present an annual uh, little event that EFT does uh, for, I think this will be the seventh time we've done it, called the uh, the Tribute to the Sci-Fi Composers. We play some nice little tunes, so... And also in uh, celebration for the anniversary, uh, I do want to mention that we invite the listeners, the SNS radio family, if you guys uh, want to uh, send in, I don't know, maybe like an MP3 or you want to send in a straight email, uh, you can send it over to EliteForcePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I know that, Bronx, you sent one in, so uh, that's one right there, and I know a few others have said that they're going to go ahead and do that, too. But uh, if you guys want to send that in, that's EliteForcePodcast at gmail.com, and I, I extremely look forward to that show because every time we do some music shows, there's some madness and craziness goes around, so I'd like <laughs> you guys to uh, tune in for that for the big anniversary party. Make sure you do. Make sure you tune in to the big anniversary show for the Elite Force Podcast. I will be on the show in some shape, form, or fashion, either be a satellite or live. I give you my word on that. So make sure you tune in to the anniversary show for the Elite Force Podcast. And that will be when? It will be, uh, we will record it uh, this Saturday for publication on Sunday night. Well, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, William Walkie Walker. Walkie, thanks for calling in, buddy. Not, not a problem, guys. You guys take care. Take care, man. All right. Let's go to the phones. Let's get another call on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? This is Chris Husk. What's up, man? Uh, this, uh, I'm uh, sorry. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I just want to say uh, I, I'm kind of in the same block with Brock Bronx. Um, and I don't know who this girl is you're talking about. Gina Carano? Yeah, I know be- huh? Yes, before you blow a gasket, I don't watch MMA, <laughs> and I'm not a sports guy either. Uh, um, but I also have knee problems like you, Trey. So I know what you're suffering. I know, I know what you're talking about. Well, but yeah. I'm not really a sports guy. I'm more of a geek guy, so. Well, I mean... She's kind of the geek chick. I mean, she's into video games and she's into sci-fi movies and, uh, you know, I mean, she's uh, just extremely hot and I'm not even a big MMA fan. I probably couldn't name five. And, well, I, mean, I could probably name five. I don't know. I may not be able to name five fighters on one hand. I, 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 I'm that much of a non MMA guy. My yeah. friend, uh, let me watch a few pair of views, uh, when I was living with him in my old town, and we uh, watched a few of these shows, and I swear I almost fell asleep watching MMA. So, but on, on to different topics. I want to say that I don't. I haven't watched TNA for for months because I, a I don't get the channel anymore, and b I don't. Uh, I am not really a TNA fan. Not 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 a, I'm not an um, IRC guy. I don't hate on anything. I just don't watch the product that much anymore. That's and okay. I watch WD, that's in W2. 
but I really, really loved listening, guys. I got to the women wrestling match, and it sounded pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, it was. It was a great match, and it really surprised the shit out of me today when I went back and watched the pay per view again, and the crowd was just dead. I mean, they were completely dead. They cheered a little bit for Velvet when she came out. They cheered a little bit at the beginning of the match. And then they didn't do anything. There was a little bit of the Let's Go Velvet chant towards the middle. And at the very end, when Velvet did the powerbomb off the top rope, they popped for that. But then that was it. That was it. That was all they actually did for the entire match. I was really let down by the crowd in Nashville. I was really shocked because being a guy who's been in the asylum, which was the second home for TNA, um, but their their basically their original home was the asylum, and from a guy who's been there several times and been in that crowd and noticed and, and remember, I remember how loud that crowd for a little crowd could be. That's why they called it the asylum. Um, that little crowd in the asylum would have outdone that huge crowd in Nashville last night tenfold. Well, uh, I, I would love to see a TNA event in Canada. I know it never happened because they stay in lower end in the U.S. states. But, you know, I think the crowd might be a little different out here because we're big wrestling fans. Uh, like, look at, the, look at, the, look at uh, WWE when they come out here. They, it's really big. But, um... Uh, I just want to say you guys did a great job, and no, I'm not trying to kiss your ass. I'm being honest. <laughs> I think you guys really did a really good job last night. Uh, it was a little nice not listening to the pervert Canadian. Uh, <laughs> and we all know who I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just want to say you guys are doing a great job. And Bronx, uh, I know this old grizzled, I know this old grizzled warrior kind of gets on your nerves, but... Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm I'm mentally handicapped, and I know what it's like to be uh, being in those shoes. Not blind, mind you, but I do know what being in those shoes are. Hey, man, you know, you don't get on my nerves at all. I mean, you know, it's just like I've embraced this. Um, I'm having, you know, I, I've told uh, people in my family, since becoming a host on this network, I've really found something that I love to do. And I've been having such a great time and, and just enjoying myself. And, you know, whether Trey wants to hear it or not, I appreciate him and, and JJ and all the, the listeners that have given me a chance. And, you know, that's what this network is about. Listeners becoming hosts, becoming people who help out. And Trey has turned shit. God knows how many listeners into hosts and I'm proud to be one of them and I'm proud to be on this network and um, I'm just having the time of my life but uh, not at all man you know nobody really pisses me off everyone's entitled to their own opinion and that's what we're about you don't have to agree with us if you don't we're going to call you out and ask you why you don't agree with us but we'll never shun you or ban you or get rid of you because you don't agree with us. And uh, I'm loving it, man. And thank you for your words. And, uh, and, I, and I'll, just, I'll just comment why I don't watch TNA. The major reason I don't watch TNA is because I, 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 love, I love wrestling. I've watched TNA, but once Bischoff and Hogan get on, click. Literally, because I am so sick of those two. 
I, I watched him take down WCW, and I was and I was like Trey, I was a big WCW fan, and I watched I watched uh, TNA before all of the old WWE guys went into it back in the day around 2006 to 2007 when Austin Kong started and Gail Kim started the women's division, and I enjoyed it. But man, Bischoff and Hogan uh, joined TNA. I just draw it just was not for me. And I went to WWE, and the same thing with WWE. It pretty much is gone for the kids. And and I'm not a John Cena fan, but I'm not a hater like everybody would think I would be. Um, I just like tonight. I enjoyed the show. I think it was well done. I I like if I gave it a grade, I'd probably give it a B plus. Um, I was very impressed. And this is from a person that that's kind of a fan, but not a fan. I'm an old school fan. I'm a big, big, big fan of the old 80s and 90s. Not the Attitude Era, but, well, someone of the Attitude Era, but you know what I mean. Right. I'm kind of like you guys. I'm a fan of the old school and old school video games, too. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm not ever going to sit here and tell somebody that, you know, how dare you not watch TNA, you're an idiot. I mean, there's a lot of shows on TV that are that are well-liked and well-talked about that I I never saw 24. I never saw an episode. I never mm-hmm. saw, you know, um, oh, what's the show, Brass Eye, or not Brass Eye, but uh, Hollywood, what's the what's the name of the show about the, the motorcycle gang? For the what? Do you watch or, it? Oh, you mean, uh, you mean um, uh, oh, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Horseman watches that religiously and tries to get me involved. I've never seen an episode. You know, I mean, oh. I've seen parts of them, but I've never seen enough to get involved. You know, so I mean, there are shows out there that other people like that I don't necessarily like because I don't watch them. But I'm just, I won't attack you for that. You know, what I will attack you for is coming on and watching that pay per view last night and telling me that the show sucked. Well, why did it suck? Well, then when you say, why does it suck? and they can't give you an answer, that's the person I go after. Yeah. Because then they're just saying it sucked to join on the bandwagon. Well, I, I only order one pay-per-view a year, and that's the Royal Rumble, as a rule. Because, uh, like, yeah, like, I can't afford all these pay-per-views. It took me three months to pay off the Royal Rumble, and I get standard death. And I don't really watch WrestleMania. I don't get in the hype. I don't get in all that stuff. Because, like I said before, I'm not really a big wrestling fan like I was from the past and the more wrestling product keeps going older and old you know get gets with all this crap that they're filling in for filler and not not giving what 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 I want to see you know what most wrestling fans want to see not the IRC well I can't see IRC but you know what I mean not the haters but the true fans you know and I I would say I, I am a diehard but I'm not a complete diehard like I was I I rather watch my rather watch my wrestling game, which is glitchy as hell. But still, I rather watch it than watch some of the product on TV. Which You're is not alone. A fact. <laughs> You're not alone. All right, man. Well, I appreciate the phone call. You're welcome. Yeah, good night. Right. You too. Bye. Bye, man. So, uh, with that being said, just to allude to what Broncosy was talking about earlier, um, you know, I'm not going to be around forever, and you know, I'd like to see this network continue long after I'm gone. Um, my days are, are numbered. 
and the calendar and the clock are ticking. So eventually, this show is either going to die and ride off into the sunset, or somebody's going to step up and take over for me and take the show and continue doing it. But that's kind of the way I look at things. When I, when I bring somebody on, you know, it started with the BAM and then Adam and, you know, it's moved on now to, you know, the show that we have today with me and JJ and Broxy and, you know, listeners have become hosts of other shows on the network and that's, that's great. And if you're a listener out there that wants to, to host a show, all you got to do is let us know. We'll help you get started. We'll help you do what you got to do. Uh, we're not going to hold your hand, and we're not going to burp you when you need to be burped. We're going to turn you loose and say, here you go, sink or swim. And when you sink or swim, that's up to the audience, not us. But, you know, I I love doing this, but by the same token, I'm not going to be here forever. So... With that being said, let's go ahead and go to the phones. You are live on Wrestling News Live. Lucky you. Who's this? Lucky me. It's a DJ. What's up, man? How you guys doing tonight? So far, so good, brother. Pretty good. Good. Bronxy, it's, uh, I haven't talked to you. You know what? I've, I've never actually got to talk to you, you know, on the on the headset or on the on WNL. So, how are you doing today, sir? Uh... Better than I was earlier, <clears throat> as my, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where the Sudafed's wearing off, so I'm getting kind of congested, but I'll tell you, man, the weather is crazy, but uh, it's a pleasure to uh, speak to you, my friend. So, well, um, I'm not a big TNA guy out there, and, you know, I don't watch the shows. That pay-per-view yesterday, as a wrestling fan, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And see, that was my I'm point. I'm not going to bash it. I'm not going to bash my point. it. That was my whole thing last night. If you listen to the end of last night's show, this pay-per-view could stand alone. If you don't watch the shows, and you don't, and you just picked up this pay-per-view six months from now on DVD on a clearance rack, or if you bought a shirt from TNA and they threw it in as a special gift, and you're sitting at home one night with nothing to do and the cable's out, and you plug that pay-per-view in on DVD, you would be thoroughly entertained not knowing anything about the product you would be thoroughly entertained by what was just on that DVD, what was just that pay-per-view, meaning that it was a standalone pay-per-view. And when you can do that with a pay-per-view, no matter what brand you are, it's a success. Right. And I've been a heavy, I've been a heavy, heavy WWE mark, but I'm quit watching like in the early 2000s because kind of to me it got kind of lame. And then I started back up in 2006 again, but I totally missed like the whole 2000 to the 2005 part of WWE. And with this show, WNL, you know, Beyond the Bell, I've been actually going back to YouTube and watching old school wrestling again, trying to watch things that I missed. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, you know, and Trey could, I know will back me up on this. Back in the mid '90s, you know, I was a, a WWE. W, why do I always have trouble saying this? WWE guy. But here's what happened: when Hall and Nash and Hogan arrived in WCW, and I believe it was '96. 
what happened was I was switching channels at first, and then I, and then I said, you know what? Damn it. WCW is so much better. I went a good two and a half, two to two and a half years without even looking at WWF, WWE, whatever it was. I was a WCW guy. That was my show. I ignored Vince for years because WCW had the more compelling show. And, you know, then, of course, we all know what happened. The Attitude Era came. And I went back to WWF for a while. And then when WCW started going to shit, I watched Vince more and more and came back. But, you know, it, it's definitely, I understand what you're saying. The problem is TNA ain't WCW, you know. It's close. It's close, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's close, and that. there for a while was getting closer. Yeah. Yeah, and that yeah, is there's, there's, and that is Go ahead. True. Well, thing is, I never watched WCW. I was always a WWF mark in the 90s. So I totally missed the whole NWO run. I totally missed that whole two and a half years that Bronxy watched. Well, and, and you know, here's the thing. I've said this a million times, and I would like to someday you know, maybe sit down and if I ever wrote a book about myself and this show and, you know, the different people that have, you know, become a part of my everyday life because of this show and because of this network and because of the show in the past, you know, and all the stories that have never been told that should be told. I'd also like to add a chapter on my opinion of the death of WCW. You know, everybody blames somebody. You know, you either blame... Bischoff and Hogan. There's those that blame AOL Time Warner. There's those that blame Ted Turner. There's those that blame Kevin Nash. There's those that blame Nash and Jarrett. There's those that blame Vince Russo. You know, and may they all have had a hand in the cookie jar, quite possibly. I still stand by this, and I'll take this to my grave. And you could either argue with me and, and tell me I'm an idiot. Or you could get on the train and embrace my opinion. But I still think at the end of the day, what killed WCW was that they gave you the opportunity not to watch. And when I say that, people go, what? WCW gave you the reason to watch WWE Raw. And by, by saying that, I mean WCW replayed itself on Monday night. It was WCW Nitro, a movie, and then WCW Nitro. Well, back in the day before the DVR, back in the day when VCRs were the thing, VCRs were great, but they were also a hassle. Yeah. So... What WCW thought they were going to do was help themselves, but in the long run, they shot themselves in the foot. And I still stand by this, and I will till the fucking day that I die. WCW went to this repeat format, which meant if you missed the original show between 7 and 10, you could always catch it later. And what that did was it allowed people like me 
who wanted to watch both WCW and WWE. I got to watch Raw live and then go to the bar, have a couple beers, come home and watch WCW live. The rebroadcast. And here's a little nugget of information that a lot of people don't know. For the longest time, now now in today's Nielsen ratings, I believe it counts. But back then, when they were in the Monday Night Wars, and they were vying for your television viewing, basically back then, the Nielsen ratings did not count duplicate broadcasts or rebroadcasts. So for people like me, who watched Raw live and waited to watch the WCW replay, the WCW replay didn't do anything for WCW in the ratings. So not only were they driving you to watch the other product, they were driving you to watch the other product and give them your viewership number because they were live and WCW was taped. Oh, God. You know, I'm about to rip out my equipment and leave because, you know, this is crazy. I remember it was set up in a way where I could watch hour one of WCW, I believe, from eight to nine. Then I would watch Raw Live from nine to 11. And then at 11 or 12, I could watch the second hour of WCW on a replay. So Monday nights were awesome because I got four to five hours of wrestling. But the second part of WCW, I would watch in the replay. (laughs) It's crazy. I hear what you're saying, man. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that led to the death of WCW. I think that the fact they replayed their broadcast was the number one bullet in the chamber. I think the second bullet in the chamber was when AOL purchased Time Warner and they didn't want wrestling to be their number one product. So they killed it from within. Right. It didn't matter who was running the show. It didn't matter how good the ratings were. AOL was going to get rid of wrestling even if it stayed the number one show in cable. They just didn't want it, period. They would go to television conventions and executives would get together from other networks talking about their original programming and then they would get to TNT and say, well, what's number one with you guys? Uh, well, Braves baseball's on the shitter right now, but uh, WCW Wrestling is our number one show. Pro Wrestling is your number one show. It made them feel like a bunch of southern hillbillies, and they didn't want to feel that way, so they started trying to kill the show from within. It's fact. Um, I'm just going to one of, the, one of those conventions to be like, wrestling's awesome. No, yeah. shit on that in the 90s, too. So, yeah. there you have it. There's a long and short of how I feel about the death of WCW. Yeah. Damn, and you know, watching those death the 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 what is it those Nitro Wars or the uh, Monday Night Wars? How you know they were beating each other like eighty weeks in the ratings, and all of a sudden WWF came and just took over. Well, it's by the same token. You'll also hear me preach that the NWO saved professional wrestling. Because if it wasn't for the NWO, WCW would have never taken over in the ratings war, which would have never forced Vince McMahon to get off his ass and implement the Attitude Era. Right. Had there been no Attitude Era, WWE would have died. WCW would still be on TV right now. 
and the rest is history. One more thing before I let you go. Um, do you guys think that bringing Lesnar back at Extreme Rules is too early? I was thinking maybe they should hold him back till SummerSlam. Um, I think it's too early because who's Lesnar to come in and get a fucking match with John Cena right off the bat? He hasn't even wrestled a match yet. Nope. You know, at least, at least feed him a diet full of guys beforehand that makes you go, okay, he's fucking back and he's ready. Because what's going to happen if, if he, what's going to, what's going to, here's what, here's what I can't wait to find out. You know, we're sitting here talking about what if, what if, what if, you know, what if John Cena does do what I said and gets beaten down so bad that they take him off TV for three to four months? Where do they go with Lesnar after that? I mean, it's like when you buy an ice cream cone and it's got all this ice cream above the cone and you just knock that off with your hand and all you're left with is the shit inside the cone. Where do you go from there? You just got rid of the best part and all in one blow. That is true. But the thing that I I don't want to see, not right now, I don't want to see Brock versus CM Punk for the title. You know, that's just something that I, I don't want to see that right now. No. Because if they want to rush him to get the title, you know, and they give him the title, is he going to hold it all the way to Mania? Or, you know, it's just one of those things where if Cena does get his ass kicked, which probably like 95% of the IWC will be happy about, you know, what's there to do? No, what are they going to do with this guy? Let me, you know, let are me, they going to go? Me, with... Let me give you a prediction here. We talk about it all the time. How when people get released, they go, "Well, creative just didn't have nothing for me." Creative is what makes the world go round in the world of professional wrestling. I I think that the WWE is painting themselves in the peruvial corner here. And I say that because if you really want to wrap your brain around something, if you really want to take a thought away from tonight's show and sleep on it and think about it for the next couple days, I'll leave you with one now. Okay. Let's say Brock beats John Cena. All right. Then Brock goes on and beats CM Punk and becomes the champion. Now you've got the belt on a guy who's only scheduled contractually to be on two shows a month. WWE is not TNA. There are TNA episodes where Robert Roode just makes an appearance, cuts a promo, and never wrestles. Because they've got other storylines built underneath Robert Roode. TNA has at least got storyline foundation is what I like to call it. Storyline foundation is everything below the main event has got a reason for being there. Just like on your house, you have a foundation. It's to hold the house up. Your house is the main event. The foundation is what's doing all the work to keep you there. The WWE puts the belt on Brock Lesnar, who is a guy that only makes two appearances a month, which means there's at least two more Mondays where they're going to have to book 
other storylines and other shows without their champion on the show. Not necessarily wrestling, but on the show, period. He's only making two appearances a month. That means two other weeks where they have to book an entire show with matches that make sense and have a reason for being there other than just fluff to build up to their main event because they know that everybody's going to forget about the other shit once Brock gets in the ring. And it's going to cause WWE to either get really, really good or it's going to cause them to get really, really bad, depending on how you look at it. Chew on that tonight. And I'll probably be the only person going, hoping Cena wins this, because I want this to continue all the way up to SummerSlam. That's just how how creative it is. Well, you could have a scenario, too, where Brock beats the hell out of Cena. Cena's gone for a little bit. You know, you have, like Trey said, Brock end up beating CM Punk and he has that title. And then you get Rock coming on saying, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, all right. You you know, you beat Cena, but so did I. You know, who the hell are you? You know, you're coming back for, you know, different reasons than me. And maybe, and I, I would hate to see this, you do a via satellite thing where Brock and Rock are talking shit on each other. And then maybe at SummerSlam or even WrestleMania next year, you have the be-all, end-all, triple threat between Brock, The Rock, and Cena for the WWE title. I mean, look, Rock has said, I want that title. So maybe eventually they're going to insert something with Brock Lesnar and The Rock. See, I can see it going so far as because The Rock has already slipped and, you know, not necessarily slipped, but kind of commented on Rock's WrestleMania opponent for WrestleMania 29 coming up. Um, It's supposed to be Brock versus Rock, from what I understand. I could see John Cena playing the role as injured wrestler slash special referee for that match. Hmm. Yeah. So now you've got the match. Just build. How do you how do you build yourself to it? And that's where creative comes in. So we'll find out soon enough. Yes, sir. All right. Well, you guys have a good night. Uh, fantastic play by play yesterday. I, I muted TNA because I can't stand Taz. But um, fantastic, fantastic. Uh, appreciate it. Play by play, and uh, you you guys have a good week. You too, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think that's going to do it for phone calls tonight. I'm pretty much burnt out, wrapped up, worn out, and ready to call tonight. I know the Bronx father is as well. So, with that being said, thank you to everybody for listening. I want to send out our best wishes to JJ and Harmony. And, you know, want to say, you know, Make sure you put Harmony and JJ in your prayers, ladies and gentlemen. Harmony's going through some things, and uh, she needs your prayers and your support. So, if you would, we appreciate that. Make sure you tune into the other shows on the network and uh, support the SNS Radio Network. Shows like Wrestling News Live and Unplugged and the Elite Force Podcast, Beyond the Bell, Why, The Open Book, Pro Wrestling Rewind. 
Who am I forgetting? Beyond the Bell. Which I John- said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Running the Ropes. Yes. What else? I think we're good. More shows than you can, you know, shake a stick at. So, you know, tune in right here. <laughs> I, yeah. said I'm, I said unplugged. I got unplugged in there. Yes, you did. <laughs> so, all right. With that being said, we're going to get out of here. We will see you guys on Sunday. Or at least that will be what I see you next. We'll be on Sunday for uh, the pay-per-view coverage on the SNS Radio Network with Sunday Night Showdown. Um, say goodnight, Broxy. Good night, Bronxy. For the Bronx Father, I am the Trey Dog. Thank you to Brass Eye for doing a great job producing the show as always. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We'll miss you. We'll see you next time. JSK, take us the hell out of here. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. When it comes to song of the night, I was asked, uh, what do you want? I went with this because I heard it in my car today and uh, wanted to hear it again. So we'll close with some One Night in Bangkok. Peace out. Bangkok, oriental city, and the city don't know what the city is kept. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but you'll bring up. Time flies, doesn't seem a minute since the Tyrolean spa had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or one night in Bangkok. You'll find a god in every golden heart. If you're lucky, then the gods are she.
a muddy old river or reclining Buddha. Thank God I'm only watching the game, controlling it. I don't see you guys rating the kind of mate I'm contemplating. I'd let you watch. I would invite you, but the queens we use would not excite you. So you better go back to your bars, your temples, your massage parlors. Get your Bangkok and asses out of here. It's over with. Wrestling News Live is not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've overstayed your goddamn welcome. Get the fuck out. See ya.